Hello. So, in keeping with the uh, theme of moving everything from the SoundCloud server to the Podbean server and uh, trying to unify my brand and get everything in one place, here is another previously released very special episode. I hope you enjoy it. It begins now. Hey, this is Mark Miller, and you're listening to Sick Jokes, my uh, podcast outlet for whatever it is I feel like putting out there. Uh, On this installment, I feel like putting out there an episode of a very special episode. Uh, This was a reading series that I did for a while where I was taking old sitcoms, transcribing the episodes, adding in some commentary, twisting some things around a little bit, repackaging it for a new generation appreciate and make fun of with snarky comments um on this one it we did uh, uh facts of life the episode was initially talk, called breaking point uh it's a fine show so who you're gonna hear in this one performing is melissa la martina as blanche heather miles as joe sarah flash gordon it's not flash gordon gorman Sarah Flash Gorman as Natalie, Allison Washington as Tootie, Meg Vidler as Mrs. Garrett, and Aaron Fox as Cynthia. Uh, you also hear me doing the commentary because, you know, I'm in charge. That's what I did. That's what I brought to the table. Um, there's a fun little intro that I did live at the live recording. This is done live. Recorded this live. Uh, hopefully we captured all the fun and hijinks. Hopefully you feel like you are there. And uh, if you feel like you'd like to be there for whenever we bring this back, um, I don't know, leave some comments or something. I don't know. Like, Let me know. Uh, this is a fun one. We had a good time putting it together. Hope you enjoy listening to it. Uh, and that's enough of an intro from me. Ready, here we go, now. I have to tell the story. Um, I, t- I, I wrote this tweet about, uh, uh, like, earlier in the week, I wrote a tweet, there was a tweet, uh, hashtag war, and it was, change a letter, ruin a TV show. So I changed Knight Rider to Knight Riker <laughs> from Star Trek. Yeah. And um, so, like, this is, when I get... On, so every time somebody tweets or, or retweets or retweets or favorites something, uh, this this is what I hear. Captain, incoming message. Okay, so initially, <laughs> no one paid any attention to to my tweet about Riker, and then I photoshopped a cover of the Knight Rider poster with William Riker in place of David Hasselhoff. And still nobody paying attention. <laughs> then I discovered that there's a, a Twitter account called uh, Ry- Riker Googling, which is funny. You should check it out. Riker Googling, uh, like Will Wheaton calls and everything. I was like, oh, I bet you if I tweet him my Night Riker, then he'll like it. Okay. So I did that yesterday, and today around seven o'clock, this is what I heard. Captain. 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 Captain.
That is the sound of, of 78 people retweeting your tweet <laughs> all at once. So, yay for Star Trek fans who don't have anything else to do on Saturday night but watch Twitter. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks. Okay, so anyways, um, this is a very special episode. Uh, it's a stage reading of an episode that you might remember. Um, I'm not going to explain too much because I think I have it all in the script. Picks up a 
stunning violet dress and begins to pontificate as she is wont to do. You know, I never told her this, but Cynthia has wonderful taste. You should have told her. <laughs> Shall please. I feel awful enough as it is. And you should. But we'll see why later. <laughs> I was cruel to her. Yep. I was sarcastic to her. Well, sarcasm isn't too horrible. But... All because of a stupid election. It's just so weird. <laughs> a few days ago we were joking and laughing. And now her teeth gone. <laughs> when somebody transfers to another school, she's gone. <laughs> Cynthia's not gone. She's dead. <laughs> Do you have to make it sound so brutal? Dying is brutal. But she, she was so pretty. And so popular. I thought she had everything. Maybe not, Blair. Maybe maybe being a diplomat's family isn't so glamorous. You know, being dragged around from country to country, sleeping in strange beds, drinking strange water. Hmm, strange water and strange beds. Sounds like a problem not unique to a diplomat. But she wasn't going to be moving around anymore. Her parents were going to Germany without her. Now we see Joe looking through a folder she has found. Joe, those papers are private. Just pack them. Oh, I'm not snooping, Mrs. G. Mrs. G. Just looking. <laughs> what for? Just, I don't know. Something to try to make sense out of all this craziness. <laughs> It'll never make sense to me. <laughs> Mrs. Garrett walks towards Natalie to, confr uh, to comfort her as Joe makes a juicy discovery. <laughs> <laughs> if the folks were going to Germany, how come the mailing label say Nevada? <laughs> Maybe we opened an embassy in Las Vegas. <laughs> well, only her father is going to Germany. These things are being sent to her mother. She's living in Nevada for a while. Nevada? Mrs. Garrett, nobody lives in Nevada except Wayne Newton. <laughs> and, and Penn and Teller and Britney Spears and Louis Anderson and Kara Top and... <gasps> or women getting a divorce? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly it all makes sense as they realize what that what Suddenly it all makes sense as they realize that what happens in Nevada stays in Nevada. And Cynthia's mom must be a hussy. Just like Blair's. Her parents were getting a divorce. That's why she was staying here. Yes. I don't know what I'd do if my parents got divorced. Well, you wouldn't kill yourself. I looked through it three times. <laughs> if everybody killed themselves because of a divorce, half the country would be wiped out. Judy <laughs> skates in now. Judy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Mrs. Garrett, Mrs. G, would you get her out of here? She's just a kid. She shouldn't be in here. Why? Why? I found her, didn't I? Finders keepers. <laughs> Joe, I know you mean well, but Tootie has a right to help us if she wants to. I don't want to help you. I just want to send this back with the rest of her things. Tootie removes a necklace. But Cynthia gave that to you because she cared about you. She did not. How could she do that to herself and not even say goodbye? Maybe that's what this was. I don't care. It's stupid. It's not fair. She had no right. I know how you feel, kid. I was bad as hell, too. When my friend Gloria kills herself, I mean, one minute we were splitting a tuna fish sandwich, and the next thing I knew, she was splattered all over Columbus Avenue. That was the wrong noise. Talk about a sandwich to die for. No reason, no goodbye, no nothing. Well, there's gotta be a reason. We just haven't found it yet. We probably never will. Some kids reach a point where they can't see any other way out. Uh, um, I think the uh, reason is pretty obvious. At 16, what could be so horrible that it would want to make someone to stop living? Exactly, Natalie. Because life is always changing. That's the one thing you can count on. So when you feel like you're at the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Not hang? Hey, I wasn't done. Oh, okay. Go ahead. As I was saying, when you feel like you're at the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang. On. <laughs> well, why didn't she come to me? I would have talked her out of it. They don't talk about it. Just wait, They just wake up one morning and say, Okay, that's it. I'm checking out. <laughs> that's not true, Joe. There are signals, but sometimes we don't recognize them. Hey, good point, Mrs. Garrett. Let's talk about some of those signals so that we can recognize them. But how can we tell what's going on inside anybody else? Well, not freaking mind readers. <laughs> Good point, Joe. Uh, once Mrs. Garrett goes over the warning signs of depression and teen suicide, maybe she can talk about some peer mediation techniques to help you all talk to each other and improve your emotional interpersonal intelligence, as well as gain more empathy. Joe, the best way to let people know what's going on inside of you is to tell them now, you girls, you're under a lot of pressure to achieve, to succeed, to fit in, to grow up. And I want to tell you, it's okay to feel confused and frightened and insecure. We all do. And when you feel that way, oh God, please talk about it. <laughs> 
Well, what about people who have no one to talk to? Yeah, what about them? Well, you girls are lucky. You don't have that problem. You can talk to your parents, and if they're not available, I'm always here. But what about the kids at home that are watching? <laughs> um, nothing personal, Mrs. Garrett. But sometimes the only people who can talk to are kids your own age. That makes sense. Talk to your friends. Yeah, but sometimes there are things you can't even tell your friends. <laughs> we should have something here at Eastland. You know, for kids who need to talk, but are afraid and don't have anyone to talk to. You mean like the hotline? And we do something like oh, that? why not? I'll talk to the student council about it. <laughs> Mrs. Garrett, would you have time to help us set it up? I'll make time. It's a wonderful idea. It's a lot better than writing a new school song. Oh, I intend to do that too. <laughs> well, I guess we're just about finished. Cue the silence. I'd just like to point out that uh, Mrs. Garrett didn't really address any of their very valid questions. <laughs> about how to get someone to talk or know what is going on in someone's head or what the warning signs are because they may not notice. But anyways... Girls! More silence. Wait a second. I forgot something. As everyone files out of the room, Tootie goes back to, bed, to the bed to pick up the locket that Cynthia gave her. And Mrs. Garrett gives her a loving shoulder squeeze. <laughs> before looking back over at the room and turning the lights out. <laughs> the episode closes with the poignant silence of a dim room as the credits roll in silence. In the context of the show ending, poignant silence suddenly broken. Alright. By the upbeat end credit theme, which features the greatest moments of the episode, including the moments when they discovered dear Cynthia's suicide, and when they found out that she had died. Now let's think of those moments as we recount this episode, scene by scene, in reverse order. bustling around, cooking away their troubles. Joe is going to town with a slap chop, even though Billy Mays would have had us believe it wasn't invented until 2001. <laughs> Judy and Natalie are snipping marshmallows into some bowls. Mrs. Garrett is standing precariously on a chair while getting something out of the cupboard. Blair is in shock, staring at the stove. Hey, Joe, you're in luck. I found some more nuts. <laughs> Joe's favorite nuts. How much fudge can Cynthia eat? She's still unconscious. But when she comes out of it, she's gonna be starving. 
I have to take the bite out of one of the marshmallows she's been cutting up for the fudge. This is scary. What if she doesn't come out of it? She will. We'll just think positive and keep busy. Natalie tries to eat another marshmallow just as Mrs. Garrett catches her. Natalie, don't eat! Snip! Cynthia <laughs> seems so cool! Who dreams she'd try something like this? Let's face it, the girl beat me. She has everything to live for! <laughs> There's a big laugh there. <laughs> Okay, she didn't really want to kill herself anyway. <laughs> she set it up so you guys would find her. If she was really serious, she'd have done it like my friend Gloria back at home. She jumped off the school and history class at home. Believe it or not, that, that was an actual laugh line in the sitcom. For real. For real. Your friend Joe or something? Joe? To lose a friend like that? What a horrible experience for you. Yeah. No, no, I just, I don't know. I just, I just forget I brought it up. You can see Joe's tough facade breaking a little before she goes back to smashing more nuts. Wow, Joe. She's a nice man. Knowing two kids that tried to kill themselves, the odds on that are almost impossible. Not really, Natalie. Suicides happen among young people every day. They do? <laughs> well, finding Cynthia this morning was the worst thing that ever happened to me. I am through with investigative reporting. <laughs> a big grin creeps across her face as another goofy joke forms in her mind. Wait for it. I'm going to become a sports writer. <laughs> What's the worst thing that could happen in a football locker room? Uh, <laughs> oh, well, Natalie, uh, all sorts of things. Um, just ask uh, Richie Incognito and Jonathan Martin, or... Maybe Ray Rice. Just in the locker room. Just in. <laughs> the phone rings. Maybe it's the hospital. Maybe Cynthia woke up. I hope so. I'll bet you do, Blair. You're going to feel real bad about your bullying when you find out that it may have led to someone dying. Shh. <laughs> Me too. Maybe we can finally get rid of all this fudge. Her <laughs> cousin turns to Mrs. Garrett, who has now answered the phone. Hello? <laughs> Speaking. Yes? What? <laughs> I can't believe it! As Mrs. Garrett talks on the phone, the camera pans along the line of girls as they each make their nonverbal bid for an Emmy. Yes, 
This is Garrett. Hang up the phone and you can hear Kendra. <laughs> Joe breaks the silence. Cynthia's dead! Don't say that! <laughs> 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 Blair! 
feeling out of it as she hovers about the kitchen. Uh, I suppose I am. <laughs> oh, come on, Blair. So you're not number one in everything. You gotta be able to bounce back. <laughs> She's right. Bounce, Blair. Bounce! Wait, this one. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mrs. Garrett has the air of a loopy dance instructor. Blair shuffles over to Tootie and hands her what your modern mind might think would be a cell phone. That would be a stupid assumption because this is a period piece, folks. And uh, cell phones don't exist yet, at least not the pocket sized flip phone variety. <laughs> it's actually just a slip of paper with a phone number on it. You guys remember the old days when you get phone numbers on slips of paper? <laughs> Will you call Chuck and tell him I have to break our date tomorrow night? What's with Blair treating Tootie like her own personal house? Uh, I mean, oh, assistant. Wow. <laughs> Judy is shocked, but not for the reason she should be. You're staying home on a Saturday night? This should be on That's Incredible. <laughs> That's Incredible was a show that was popular <laughs> in the 80s. It ran from 1980 to 1984, following in the footsteps of 1979's Real People. This show took a look at the more unusual sides of nature, medicine, and human endeavor. Segments range from the uplifting of young people overcoming severe handicaps to lead normal lives like Cousin Jerry that we'll meet later in the series. The uh, Unexplainable, a park ranger who had been hit by, uh, by lightning over seven times. Or, for instance, uh, it also dealt... I'm screwing this up. Anyways, uh, delved into stupid stuff like the stuntman jumping over motorcycles with spinning rotors of three helicopters or Blair Warner not going out on dates for a weekend. They popularized the phrase, don't try this at home. Oh. All right. All right. Tomorrow, Saturday night? Blair reaches deep into her other pocket of her house robe. In that case, call Tom. I'm supposed to go out with him tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> I never realized how much Blair got around. And then call Chuck and cancel for Sunday. Jeez! Who goes out on a Sunday night? It's no wonder she lost the election. She probably spent every night on a different date with every guy in town instead of campaigning and shaking hands with her future constituents. <coughs> Nonetheless, Tootie retorts with the swagger of a pimp. Maybe I've got this paradigm wrong. I think Tootie might actually be her pimp. Anybody else cancel for Monday or Tuesday? No. It's a slow week. Blair shuffles back around and towards the kitchen table, just as horribly well-adjusted Natalie breaks the tension. Well, will you excuse me? I have to go finish up my interview with Cynthia. Blair sinks deeper into despair. 
a dimension of her new nemesis as Natalie realizes her tactless faux pas and tries to smooth things over. Oh, I'm sorry, Blair. I didn't mean to mention her in front of you. That's all right, Natalie. Cynthia is your front page story. I'm just yesterday's news. <laughs> you might as well use me to wrap fish. <laughs> or line the bottom of a birdcage. <laughs> Blair looks to Judy with hopeless look of bottomless despair, coupled with the seething spark of a southern bell descended from a clansman. <laughs> Another episode later. Natalie rushes over to try to save her from a beating. Judy. <laughs> 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 I think I'll go with you, Natalie. Blair's impression might be catching. The two most well-adjusted characters now leave to find, <laughs> to find Cynthia, and our attention turns back to Joe and Mrs. Garrett. I think I liked Blair better when she was being a bad sport. Mrs. Garrett nods to the affirmative, but she seems to have some sort of magic remedy in mind as they approach Blair to console her. Blair! <laughs> it's not healthy to keep your emotions all bottled up. Let him out! What you need is a good, old-fashioned cry. I don't think I can. Oh, sure you can. Just concentrate on how humiliating it is to be such a loser. Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett flashes a dirty look at Joe. Let her rip! <laughs> Alright. I'll try. Blair starts making pained and awkward faces like a frog making out with a lizard. <laughs> oh, that's felt like hitting that one. Come on, Blair! You can do better than that! Go! 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 The ridiculous faces continue. It's no use. You just need a little help. Here, peel an onion. Joe hands her a softball sized onion, and Blair begins slicing it instead of peeling it. Actually, it's more like sawing it. Her knife tape looks pretty bad. You see, Mrs. Garrett. Becoming president of student council and winning that election was important to me. I know, but you can't let yourself get so depressed. <laughs> it's only a school election. It's not just the election. It's everything. I thought it was so much going through. Not even somebody? No? No, I feel like I'm not Just as this therapeutic, just as this therapeutic moment is drawing to a conclusion and it seems everything will be okay. 
cutie comes bellowing into the room in a full tizzy. Miss Garrett! Miss Garrett! It's Cynthia! Now, uh, that is a rather unorthodox entrance announcement, but of course we all know what's the point. What's the matter with Cynthia? We went up to her room and she's unconscious. What? <laughs> I found a second bottle of bottle pills in the floor. She must have taken them all. Oh my god! <laughs> she won't move, Miss Garrett. Natalie went to get the nurse. How cold? <laughs> oh, nurse. <laughs> Joel, take Trudy and get the headmaster. Blair? Blair is spiraling into a catatonic state herself when Mrs. Garrett jolts her back to reality. Blair! Yes, ma'am! I'm going to Cynthia! All the ambulance now! Blair picks up the phone and dials. The scene fades out as she waits for an answer. Just before total blackness hits, a look creeps over her eyes, and you see for a split second, maybe she's not calling the ambulance. (laughs) Maybe she's calling her mother in Las Vegas to give her the big news. (laughs) She's going to be student council president after all. (laughs) Okay, so now we're at scene two. At the top of scene two... Everyone is yet again bustling around the kitchen. Blair is pounding at the table. <laughs> Willing in. Oh my god. Blair is pounding at the kitchen table in disbelief about the election, but not the suicide. Remember, we're going in reverse order. I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. Tootie, ever the suck up, approaches to work her way into Blair's good graces. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it either. I would never have dreamed you would be vice president. Blair looks like she just ate a bad batch of caviar. Oh, that has an ugly ring to it. I prefer to think of myself as co-president. Think of yourself any way you want. You're still number two. (laughs) Where did I go wrong? With the benefit of foresight, I will again mention that perhaps you went on too many dates and the school population maybe was pissed at you for taking all the available boys. Face it, Blair. Cynthia has much more charisma. And what do you know about charisma? Your idea of charming is Sheriff Lobo. Jill <laughs> glares at Blair as she's been cut deep. <laughs> You see, you see, Cher, uh, uh, you see, uh, Sheriff Lobo was the inept titular character of a spinoff from BJ and the Bear. Lobo was always trying to make a buck by cooking up schemes or ho- hoping to be given the reward money for property he recovered or criminals he apprehended. The misadventures of Sheriff Lobo is widely considered by critics to be one of the worst TV shows ever to air. (laughs) Episode titles included The Day The Day That Shark Ate Labo That would be different. (laughs) 
The day that shark ate Lobo. <laughs> the girls with the stolen bodies. <laughs> Dean Martin and the Moonshiners. <laughs> and the Boom Boom Lady. <laughs> fun fact, though. Fun fact. Sheriff Lobo was played by Claude Adkins, who also played General Aldo in the Battle of the Planet of the Apes, which was the character that killed Caesar the leader of the apes. And, and, Claude Atkins shares a death date with Andre the Giant and Zelda Rubenstein, who will be forever remembered as the weird psychic lady in Poltergeist. I have a little midget. Little people. Before Joe can come back with a more fierce insult, Cynthia finally I think uh, I think this 
might be one of those warning signs. Uh, so listen up. Uh, if your friends and acquaintances start just giving you their belongings just out of the blue, they might be pondering suicide, so take heed. Could this be a payoff for a vote? Come on, Blair, you know I voted for you. Tootie, you don't have to tell her that. Your vote is sacred. <laughs> so is my What's it doing? It's doing it's so it, it, it does it, 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 it just gets it gets crazy. Okay, you It's not you. Suddenly, it's not you, it's me. Suddenly, Mrs. Garrett explodes into the room with a cup of coffee and a newspaper article. Cynthia! I was just reading about you in the paper! Oh no, my defeat made the New York Times! No, actually, it's about Cynthia's father! It says he's going on a diplomatic mission to Germany! <laughs> <laughs> oh, the 80s were such a simple time. The man is going through a messy divorce and practically disowning his daughter, and their lead story is the trip to Germany. Where's the 24-hour news cycle peering into private lives when you need them? Huh? Oh, I hope that doesn't mean you're going to be leaving us!
come to the first scene uh, before the existential crisis broke. When all was happy-go-lucky, it opens with Natalie sitting at a table assembling an anatomical model of the human body. She's having some problems. <laughs> intensely trying to shove a piece in that obviously won't fit. <laughs> Joe swoops by with a quip. <laughs> Kidney won't fit. Why not? It's a liver. <laughs> well, how can I tell if it's a liver? It doesn't have any onions on it. Everyone has a chuckle. <laughs> then Tootie enters. Da -da -da! And now here she is, the new student council president, Blair Warner. Woo! Everybody cheers! <laughs> oh, that was the wrong one. <laughs> uh, Blair enters with peace signs as if she were Richard Nixon. Thanks, Tootie. But they haven't counted the votes yet. <laughs> yeah, last time I looked, there was still another candidate. Blake, how is better on a cruise to the Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Lara Winnie, she's the most popular girl in school. If only I could believe that. Believe it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Cynthia's a pretty hot rookie, if you know what I mean. <laughs> she is. First semester here, and she's giving you a run for your money. <laughs> and Blair has a lot of money to run for. Here's Miss Garrett and Cynthia. This is Garrett and Cynthia in with the ballot box. Move your body, Natalie. Natalie gets an insulted look on her face, then you realize that Mrs. Garrett is talking about the plastic model she's building. Sorry, you mean. And gestures to the model and fumbles out of the way with a huge grin on her face. Garrett is totally freaking out. Because if the results are a matter of life and death, she turns to Blair to console her. I guess you're a little nervous, huh? Whoops. Technical difficulties there. Recording cut out for a second. Uh, but here's what you miss. Uh, Mrs. Garrett says, No, uh, I bet you're a little nervous, huh? She's talking to Blair. She says, Bet you're a little nervous, huh? Blair says, Well, not me. Then Mrs. Garrett turns to Cynthia, and she says, how about you, Cynthia? And then Cynthia says, well, I have to admit, the butterflies are doing their thing. And then, uh, that's where the recording picks back up. Yay for that. Butterflies are doing their thing. What a shame. Blair, I didn't know you spoke French. Mes parents ont divorcé toujours. Je suis 
Je voudrais être mort. <laughs> Blair moves toward the camera with a slow burn and we begin to see what a threat Cynthia truly could be. This could be the most adorable cat fight ever. Oh, there goes next month's French competition. <laughs> French competition. Oh my god. I'm gonna die. <laughs> Everyone looks to Mrs. Garrett in anticipation. Please, Mrs. Garrett! Woo! No, no, no! 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 I'm going upstairs without an audience. All you need to know is who's one, not by how much. True. A landslide would be pretty embarrassing. Especially if it's for Cynthia. <laughs> the blue, we are reminded that Natalie is the sole author and editor of the school paper. I want to get an interview. Oh, well, it's a hotly contested race between two. From the Kennedy. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, let's see what we got here and get you two guys out of your misery. And now for the interview. Cynthia, I bet having a father who's a diplomat makes school politics seem pretty unimportant. Ooh, another burn into Blair's ego. Cynthia is going to win and she doesn't even care. Not at all. I'm just not uh, thrilled to be nominated. After all, I've only been at Eastland for a few months. As a diplomat's daughter, I guess you've been groomed for leadership since you were born. Well, actually, I only got the call a few years ago. It was at dinner. Daddy was trying to make peace between two friends, and one of them leaned across the table and said, You know, Cynthia, she has the makings of a great leader. Oh, how sweet. And Anwar said, You're right, Menachem. <laughs> Well, it's killing. 
Me? <laughs> I'm gonna go upstairs and do what I do best. Snoop. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't have that one either. <laughs> it's gonna get worse. Blair, did it ever occur to you that yeah. you just might lose? Are you kidding? <laughs> yes. Every time I look over my shoulder, Cynthia is gaining on me. It's like two Rolls Royces drags racing. <laughs> is important to me. I want to become president so I can do something for my fellow students. Like what? Well, you've heard my platform. I'm gonna revolutionize Eastland. By changing the school song? It's a terrible <laughs> song! You know, she's right. No one can hit the last note. Beloved without your support. Oh, but you had it. Cynthia's okay, but I voted for you. Why? <laughs> Thank you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure, with that phony little smile, you're a natural politician. <laughs> Blair sees with anger for a beat until Mrs. Garrett re-enters. Oh, gee, that was quick. Be careful, Mrs. Garrett. In the old days, when a messenger brought bad news, they killed them. Again with the killing. And the death references. Well, let's hope times have changed. Now, I know you're going to be mature about this, Blair. <laughs> How mature am I going to have to be? Mature enough to accept the role of student council vice president. <laughs> Mrs. Garrett gets a look of fear on her face as Blair's expression moves from utter shock to disgust and finally into privileged crybaby mode. 
Mrs. Garrett now has a look of judgmental amusement, while Tootie's look is of sympathy, and Joe delights in the schadenfreude of Natalie. Natalie has probably run upstairs to finish her interview with the diplomat's daughter. And that concludes this scene vis-a-vis the episode. Uh, (laughs) Any credits, And that's it! That is all she wrote for this episode of a very special episode. Uh, this was a production of Sick Jokes. You're listening to it on this Sick Jokes podcast. Uh, if you like this sort of a thing, uh, you want to focus on the episodes called A Very Special Episode. Uh, but hopefully you like everything that I do. So um, stay tuned for more stuff from... Mark Miller on Sick Jokes. Uh, Sick Jokes. I guess to uh, play us out, uh, a little sampling of the sort of torture that I put my performers through sometimes. Uh, In this case, I requested that they sing the lyrics to the Facts of Life theme song to the tune of an R.E.M. song. So here's, it's like, here's like the fun little, like, bloopers that happen after the credits. That's what this is right here. This is fun bloopers after the credits and go. Sing it to the tune of, of this R.E.M. song. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. If I had a loop of that, it would work.